What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. Make sure when you get an opportunity, check out my international radio station. Very popular, exciting stuff, exclusive. And also, don't forget to check out my latest live show that I did with a really cool atheist by the name of Drewski. And I'll be doing another live show Friday, 7 p.m. Central. So if you have a microphone, you don't have to have a webcam. You can come in and actually have a conversation with me. Everybody's welcome. And I don't give a damn what your view or theology or non-belief system is. If you believe the earth is fucking flat or 5,000 years old or that you came from a fucking monkey, I welcome you with open arms to come in and let's talk. We could shoot the shit. We could debate. We could yell at each other. We can act like fucking uh, retards. It's all up to you. It really depends on you. My, my mood kind of adapts to the temperature of the room. If it's hot, I get hot. If it's cold, I get motherfucking cold. It is what it is. Today, we're going to talk about some of the bullshit about YouTube and the fucking garbage that it spills out. And I wouldn't be surprised if I ended up getting my channel fucking ganked over this, but I just got to say it. I got to express my thoughts and my opinion. I live in America. I'm supposed to have freedom of speech and the ability to express myself, providing that I'm not inciting some kind of danger or, you know, telling people to do horrible shit with themselves. I should be fine. But we all know that the rules of YouTube are not really based around uh, terms of service or community guidelines. It's more about what corporations want to hear and what they think that you deserve to be able to hear. I'll give you some examples, ladies and gentlemen. YouTube Kaya Senate is charged with inciting a riot by NYPD for PS5 giveaway, which erupted in violence at Union Station or Union Square in New York. According to the news article, this very popular YouTuber wanted to kind of hold like a contest. He told millions of people out there that he was going to give away playstations he was going to give away consoles and all that and apparently a bunch of people showed up and a riot started was that his fault did the guy actually go out on microphone and tell people to go fucking nuts or crazy or throw a riot i'm not really sure don't know 
I wasn't there. Um, I've never been given a free video game machine in my life. I've had to pay for everything that I have. But that's the latest news on a popular YouTuber who ended up getting himself in some shit. Next, we have another guy who apparently is a Pakistani who decided that he wanted to make videos where he showed military soldiers getting blown up and all kinds of war footage and yada, yada, yada. And his channel was considered hate speech, misinformation, and promoted violence. Now, when they say promoted violence and had hate speech, what they actually mean is that he was putting footage up of the war and bad things going on between both sides. And then they decided to basically fuck him up. Now, we there's quite a few different channels on the whole Pakistani thing of what happened. You guys can check it out for yourself and decide if you think that that person deserved to lose their channel. But according to The Verge and Economic Times, Donald Trump was just recently set to be able to use YouTube again. Apparently, YouTube got rid of him while he was still the president of the United States. And him, YouTube, as well as Twitter, whenever Twitter was run by Jack Dickhead Noise or whatever his last name was, I don't remember his last name. I never liked the guy. I didn't like his face. I didn't like what he had to say. I didn't like his God complex and narcissism. Just like I don't like watching YouTube staff members, these liberals who decide who gets to talk and who doesn't and what's real information and what's not. Everything that they claim is misinformation usually turns out to be actual fact. You just have to go to other sources, obviously, unless you think that everything that you see and watch on YouTube is the gospel. YouTube lies a lot. It's a... Claims that it has these terms of service to protect people, but it's not. What they're saying basically is we don't have terms of service. We have a political agenda. And if you go against our political agenda or you go against our politics, then you are dangerous to our worldview and what we want in society. And we'll just silence you and shut you up. They run this fucking show like a Joseph Stalin fucking boot camp, like something Adolf Hitler would do. He doesn't like what you have to say, boom, you're gone. He'll claim every excuse or every reason in the world why it is that you don't belong or you don't deserve to speak. Imagine that. Imagine a company that has become so rich off of everybody else because YouTube only makes its money because of you, and they're going to tell you while you're making them fucking money that you're not allowed to say shit. You're not allowed to express views. You're not allowed to say that you think the president of the United States got fucked over in a bullshit election that everybody's convinced was a bullshit election. Most people believe that Joe Biden, if you had to vote on if he had the ability to tie his own fucking shoes without assistance, we'd all vote against it. Nobody believes that Joe Biden is a legitimate president. In fact, we don't think that he has legitimate mental health fucking um, stability. <laughs> this is a, a fucking guy that doesn't even know which way he's going and babbles on incoherently and has embarrassed himself over a million fucking times in front of the public. And we never believed that he belonged there. 
most of us agree that he belongs in a nursing home eating fucking jello while staring at some big-hipped Irish woman nurse, as opposed to running the fucking country and having his finger on the nuke button. That's what a lot of us are committed to. But YouTube actually said, we're going to ban Donald Trump. And you know why they banned Donald Trump? Because they said that he was inciting violence. They said that he was encouraging racism and xenophobia and all the bullshit phobias all the way down the line. No, he wasn't. I remember being subscribed to the fucking channel. The only thing that he was doing was putting footage up of other politicians lying and doing bullshit things and constant... Uh, promoting this idea that he was going to drain the swamp of all the negative, bad, evil people in the government. Obviously, he fucking failed. Donald Trump failed to drain the swamp, and he failed to deal with the censorship fucking junkies like YouTube as well as Twitter and many other social media sites out there. He failed at that. And they used their power and manipulated the public and took advantage of our ability to know the truth and what's going on in reality. They were exposed, but of course nothing was done. Instead, they used their weapon just like a totalitarian fucking government would do, just like a Stalin would do, and just quieted everybody, shut everybody down, and made sure that either your entire channel was gone or you were silenced throughout the search engines. And it was very effective. A lot of shit just went by and nobody ever even knew what happened. But Donald Trump has recently come back. Apparently, they said, since the violence in the world has decreased, Donald Trump is okay to come back. And they restored his old YouTube channel that they originally destroyed. And Twitter, as many of you know, ran by Elon Musk, has repeatedly tried to get Donald Trump to return and take upon his account. Because Elon Musk knows it's good business. He knows that having Donald Trump on Twitter brings a lot of visitors and a lot of viewers and a lot of uh, communication. As where the uh, YouTube doesn't care about that. They don't care if people are connecting or being a part of something. What they care about is their politics. And that's exactly what Twitter used to be about before Elon Musk took over. That is one thing about conservatives that is different than liberals. Conservatives aren't afraid to look at your fucking memes 24-7 or your insults or your bullshit. They'll pay attention to it and normally do not get rid of people for that. In fact, they end up making their own memes and embarrassing you right back as opposed to just completely killing your channels and all that. So that's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. I can't stand YouTube, and I wish that one day, I've been wishing for over 20 years that there would be a competitive video sharing site out there that I could leave to. There is a lot of video sites. Even my friends have a lot of video sites. But the problem is, is that me alone and my friends are not capable of bringing the kind of audience required that someone like Donald Trump could have done many years ago. We're not, uh, we don't have the ability or the fucking know-how or the force to be able to get people to leave this shit. People have become accustomed to watching 
videos about heads and toilets and stupid shit and fucking rinky-dinky type of stuff and don't really care what happens to the world anymore. And you know what? I don't blame them. This world is full of shit, and it's got a lot of full of shit people in it, and a lot of the wrong people are in leadership roles. It's no wonder you got bad leaders, you're going to end up with bad citizens. And, you know, to be honest, it takes bad citizens and bad stupidity in order to let bad leaders even get in the roles of power that they're in anyway. So I fucking blame everybody for why everything sucks. And that's really all I got to say, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you check out my latest live show and also Friday, 7 p.m. Central. If my YouTube channel doesn't get fucking terminated, I will uh, be there and be square. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keen. You are watching and listening to the Brett Keen Show. Make sure you check out my international radio station. Very popular, very fun, exciting, all that good stuff. And uh, when you get an opportunity, make sure you go to the front of my YouTube channel, click notify on the scheduled live show that's coming on Friday, 7 p.m. Central. You're all welcome to come in. All you have to do is have a microphone. I'd love to chat with you all, so show up. Doesn't matter what your theology or views are. Everybody's welcome. So, just recently, I was looking at my dashboard, and I don't know if a lot of you know this about YouTube, but it offers you things and ideas and things that are trending on YouTube that are very popular. And they claim that if you make videos about those popular things that are trending, then supposedly it will bring views to your channel. Well, one of the things that they have trending here, which is no better than the rest of the slop that they're showing me that I ought to talk about, is ski Bidi toilet. And what this trending video is about is it's about a avatar of a human head that's floating around in a used toilet and it's singing techno music while bobbing up and down in the flush hole of the toilet like a turd this is what is trending according to this youtube this video it's a short has received over 30 million views and videos like it in a series I took a look at the series, and it's the same thing. It's a bunch of techno music that sounds really crappy. 
and it's a head that's jumping around in a toilet. That's the epitome of YouTube. And supposedly 30 million people are watching this. They like this. They're rating it up. <laughs> you know, folks, I, uh, I've read community guidelines in terms of service and all that, and I gotta say I'm extremely confused. Um, a guy like me talks about religion and God and philosophy. I don't try in no way to cause any kind of drama or hurt anybody's feelings. If I do talk about somebody, I'm only going to point out the facts and I'm not going to go overboard with shit. But somehow, throughout my entire career on YouTube, I've been flagged, I've been reported, I've been shit on uh, for being said that I'm either too hateful or my videos are not uh, consumable by the public. Now, I don't know what to think about that. Whenever I compare my video to the shit that is trending on YouTube, heads floating on toilets like turds singing techno music that sounds like it's straight out of a porn flick. I don't know what that says about me as a person. I'm kind. I'm ingenious. I have everything fucking going for me as a person. And uh, I'm the least offensive human being on the planet, at least whenever it comes to social media. Somehow, though, I'm considered too dangerous to watch but it's okay for children to watch a head bobbing in and out of a turd-filled toilet with urine samples. <sighs> I don't know. It's not just the fact that YouTube likes this shit and is trying to get me to actually make a video to promote it, which obviously I'm doing right now. But it's confusing for me because... Am I supposed to be making educational, intelligent how-to videos, tutorials? Am I supposed to be doing videos where I'm talking about how important it is to find salvation? Because those type of videos are not getting views. Apparently, a lot of you out there, you get off and excited about watching My Little Pony shit where ponies fart rainbows and shit and fucking heads singing techno trance music and toilet. I feel more and more like I'm just simply out of touch with what people want to see and what they want to hear. Really. I can't break a thousand views on some of my fucking videos but a toilet guy who's jumping around with a scat fetish is somehow managing to get a mass 30 million views and over 100,000 subscribers. Really? Is it me that's crazy? Am I completely unrelatable? Do I not identify with humanity? Or is it just that humanity's fucking nuts? You tell me. See you guys on Friday, 7 p.m. Central. And folks, you know I'm being sarcastic and goofy. I get it. I get it. Some people just like to watch stupid shit. You don't always want to have to think about shit. I get it. But damn. A dude in the toilet? Okay.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keene, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keene Show. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. I made a video earlier today about the amazing atheists and spoke positively about them. Make sure you check that out. That's the video prior to this one. And also, as usual, on Friday, 7 p.m. Central, I'm going to be doing a live show. Everyone's welcome to join me. Just have a uh, microphone, and you can come in and chat. You don't have to be on webcam. You don't have to even put up an image. Just as long as you have a microphone, I'll talk to anybody during the show. 7 p.m. Central. The video is scheduled on my front page. Click notify. The link to get into the show is already in the comments. It's pinned up. Go for it. So today I was looking at Twitter and I found out some sad news. We found out that Paul Rubin, who is known as AKA Pee Wee Herman, has died. Apparently, he was 70 years old. I don't know exactly why he passed away. Um, it usually takes weeks or months before you find out why a person passed away, especially a celebrity. Um, hopefully, it had nothing to do with drugs, which is usually the thing that kills a lot of musicians and celebrities, but. I used to watch this guy whenever I was a kid. I used to watch Pee-wee's Playhouse, and I remember it had one of my favorite actors in it who played a cowboy in the show, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne's awesome. I watched him in CSI, watched all of his movies. I watched him as Morpheus in The Matrix. Uh, fantastic guy. I knew that guy had a lot of, a lot of shit going on for him. So, what was it about Pee-wee Herman? Well... Besides his movies, I remember as a kid, I thought his movies were brilliant. I thought that the show itself was very unique and original. I spent a lot of time watching Reading Rainbow, The Transformers, a lot of really good cartoons. But all of them kind of had the same thing going on for him back then. 
You notice back then cartoons were a lot more interesting than they are nowadays, unless you're watching some kind of weird Netflix episode or show or something like that. Nothing compares to what it was like getting a big bowl of cocoa pebbles or chocolate rice krispies, a chocolate milk, a fucking grilled cheese sandwich, and sit down and watch some fucking crazy shit on television. Well, Pee Wee Herman was absolutely insane. I watched him so much and watched my cartoons so much that I started learning how to impersonate people like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? I mean, I really, really got good at impersonating some of these different voices because not only for his show, but even my cartoons, they always used really powerful, extraordinary voices that really get your attention right off the bat. How many of you out there admit that Optimus Prime had like the coolest voice for a robot that could ever exist. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So he would start the show, he'd come in, he'd prance around, he'd flip his little legs up in the air and, you know, almost have a spaz attack while he was announcing everybody and introducing his friends, a talking toilet, <laughs> a bunch of fucking Jim Henson puppets. And, um, uh, Always at the beginning of the show, if I remember correctly, he would have a special word for the day. You know, ha <laughs> ha. Oh, yeah. So he would go into, you know, okay, this is the word. If anybody says it, then everybody's got to go fucking berserko and crazy. And they would. It was pretty funny. Pee Wee Herman was hilarious. He was funny. And unfortunately for him, he had one of those faces where you couldn't take him very seriously if he was in like a, a big budget movie. If he played something where he's supposed to be a serious guy, you would immediately remember him as Pee Wee Herman. It would be difficult. It's like watching William Shatner. He was totally stereotyped. I recently, I was watching The Blacklist with my family, and Mr. Rubin was actually on The Blacklist, and he was playing a bad guy. And he's got one of those faces where he just doesn't come off that way. He just, when you see him, you can't buy into the whole bad guy routine because you immediately go back to childhood and think Pee Wee Herman. Well, we all know what happened. Pee Wee Herman committed the ultimate sin back in the day, Mr. Paul Rubin. He was probably one of the most popular shows that children were watching. And that was what was uh, basically the death of his career. He decided to go into a movie theater where they were showing porn. Apparently he had a porn addiction or obsession, whatever you call it. You know, guys, I made a video about how porn can ruin your life and all that. Well, Pee Wee Herman's a perfect fucking example of that. He, Paul Rubin, went into a movie theater. He was watching some nasty shit on the screen. He was jerking off in the public. That's right, he was masturbating, and somebody filmed him, I guess. They recorded him, and the next thing you know, um, his boss is firing his ass because you can't be publicly exposed for exposing yourself publicly and still expect to be running a show like that. Not unless you're Oprah Winfrey or you're a fucking Democrat or a liberal. Unless you fit any of those qualifications, you can't get away with doing weird shit like that and still work with children. 
Well, perhaps if Pee Wee Herman had done his show later on in life, like nowadays, he could have got away with doing that weird shit and still been able to run a children's uh, TV show. Because nowadays, Democrats, liberals, and a lot of people in, in society seem to think that exploiting children is an absolutely good thing to do. So he would have fit right into society nowadays. But back then, a lot of people had something called morals and ethics and shit. So that, would, uh, that didn't work back then. But it would have worked now, I think. Yeah, he could have come back and did it all. But yeah, 70 years old, fuck, I seen him on the blacklist just a couple years ago, and he didn't look any different. The man literally did not look like he aged. He had a fucked up looking hairdo, but he looked exactly like the Pee-Wee Herman I always knew him to be. So, it saddens me, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody that I've grown up watched and listened to has died. All the serious actors, all the crazy fuckers, my Mr. Rogers is gone, a lot of my characters, Jim Henson's gone. I never see movies like Labyrinth anymore. There's nothing like Pee-wee's Playhouse on TV anymore. The closest that ever came to shit like Pee-wee's Playhouse was the Blues Clues, and even that was fucking tame compared to Pee-wee Herman. Pee-wee Herman was funny, he was exciting, and... Everything about him, from his home to the bike that he ride, rides or rode, it was fucking hilarious. It was unique. It was original. And the music was cool, too, for the movies. Everything was dramatic and exaggerated. And you just felt like you were in a totally different world with Pee Wee Herman. All the bad shit that was happening in my life, no matter what shitty crap was happening in my young life, I could sit down and watch this fucking guy, and I, he put a smile on my face. He made me laugh. I especially laughed whenever he finally got the opportunity to go to an awards show months after he had been uh, basically exposed for masturbating in a movie theater. He actually went up to the microphone in front of an audience of celebrities and uh, cracked jokes about masturbating in the movie theater, and people still laughed. They still thought he was funny. It is what it is. Well, there's that. I'm going to miss this guy. I'm going to really, really miss him. It's kind of like... Uh, he wasn't obviously as philosophical and awesome as somebody like George Carlin, but he was definitely a piece of our culture, a piece of society. He was, he was part of my growing up, you know, he brought out the silly side in me. The funny side to me is where George Carlin brought out the more philosophical. It's people like this. I grew up watching and listening to that helped me build the character that is Brett Keen today. And when I say character, I'm not talking about some fake animated image. I'm saying that I built a lot of my thoughts and my ideas and a lot of who I am on right and wrong, good and evil and all that, watching some of these people throughout the ages from him to Mr. Rogers and so on and Star Trek, cartoons, all that shit. I think a lot of us do. Well, that's all I got to say about this. It's sad upsetting but that's life we all die 
no matter who we are. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. Friday, 7 p.m. Central, I am going to be doing a live show. If anyone would like to join me, actually be a part of the podcast, just bring a microphone. You can go to the front of my YouTube channel right now, and you'll see uh, that the live video is already scheduled. All you got to do is click notify. You'll notice in the comments section of that same video, there's a link that will give you the opportunity to come in anytime you like. I would recommend that you come in while I'm doing my musical intro at the very beginning. That usually lasts a few minutes. That way, as soon as I you know, get done with my introduction, I can pull you up and start having a discussion with you or a debate or a conversation, or we can just shoot shit about the newest games coming along like Starfield if you want. And also don't forget if anyone wants to support me, I've got a PayPal, a, a cash app, I've got a Patreon, all that kind of bullshit, and also a bunch of merchandise if you'd like to buy something for your money as opposed to just give it away. Thank you for any support that you all give me. You know, it's uh, something people have told me is that, Brett, instead of always focusing on the negative of somebody, why don't you speak positively about your people who are either your enemies or people you don't like? Why don't you try getting a piece of paper, drawing a line down the middle, and writing the good things that you know about them or good things that they've actually done compared to the negative bad things they've done. Now, we've already done videos talking about how he scammed people, how he's hurt people, how he's abused people and all this kind of stuff. But we've never really spent much time actually talking about what is good about him, though, as a person. Well, I'm going to do that, and I know it's going to be very strange for some people and unusual for folks out there to actually take someone that you don't like, someone who has totally harmed you in many different ways, and actually try to find something positive about them. Well, believe it or not, Christians are supposed to find redeeming qualities in somebody. 
especially people that are abusive and mean and all that, you're supposed to try to find something redeeming, something that would be worthy of salvation or grace or any of that kind of stuff. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I don't believe that the amazing atheists will ever find salvation, and I don't think that there will ever be grace bestowed upon him, but I can surely make the effort of coming up with positive things about this fella. So one thing that I've had a problem with with a lot of atheists is a lot of atheists are not honest about the way they really feel, especially in social media. You don't know what you're getting whenever you're dealing with a lot of the non-believers, although a majority of them seem very programmed and they're saying basically the same parroting information that they've heard from somebody who's actually in debates, but just don't do it as well. One of the things about TJ is a lot of what he says is very unique and original, and it's very honest. I never did understand these uh, very rare atheists out here who talk about how they want to help the world, how they want to do good, how they want to, you know, be able to do for their family and their friends and, and impact the world on a political way where they just want to, you know, make things better for people. I often ask myself, why do atheists even bother saying that shit? Most of them, whenever you watch them long enough, you can tell that they don't give a rat's ass about anybody or anything. It's just a bunch of nonsense that they're peddling. Well, the thing about TJ Kirk, the amazing atheist, is he's never made any claims on video, as far as I know, where he actually gives a rat's ass about what anybody thinks. He doesn't care about what helps people. He doesn't care about the human race. In fact, he has said many times that a majority of humans are retarded. They're stupid. He actually considers himself more intelligent and more self-aware of what's happening with the world than other people. So right off the bat, when you're dealing with a guy like this, you know where he's coming from. He's a person who thinks that people are stupid and they're not worth even dealing with. They're not even worth helping. Um, in fact, he hates people so badly that whenever he does his own podcast and shows, unlike myself, he won't allow people to come up for, for free to talk to them. He'll actually make them pay him because he feels like it's a job to actually talk to you. Because remember, you're just another stupid ass human being and his time is money. He's always made people pay, and if they want to see something that he considers special, they have to pay him in order to be able to see it. Where guys like me, as well as my Christian friends, we've always welcomed people to come on to our show. But for him, he's not trying to save anybody. He's not trying to help anybody or enlighten anybody. He doesn't feel like he's, you know, trying to push something to make the world a better place or any of that. If he talks to you, it's exhausting. So he should be getting paid in the process. You're basically a job for him. Unless you're paying the money, you're not worth listening to or talking to. And he's been honest about that. He isn't lying. He does not give a rat's ass about anybody. He also has said that he doesn't like getting into debates or discussions with other people because, well, most people are stupid. 
and he feels like they don't know what they're talking about. So you never have to worry about him challenging anyone to a debate or a discussion or getting into any kind of philosophical topics unless he thinks there's going to be a fight, unless he thinks that it's going to get him paid and get him the optimal amount of views and attention, he's not going to do it. Now, I know why some of you out there, you might say, well, how is any of that positive? How many, how is it good? Well, compared to the atheists out there who lie to you and tell you that they actually care about the world and care about humanity, it's clear that they're full of shit. Um, a guy like the Amazing Atheist has become very, very popular. A lot of atheists follow him, follow him more than these puny atheists who claim that they actually care about shit. A lot of people subscribe to him because they have that same thought process. Why should we give a shit about the human race? Why should we care about the world? Why should we care about anybody whatsoever? Basically, when you're dealing with a guy like TJ Kirk, you know exactly what you're getting. There's no surprises. There's no mystery. It's just a guy who likes to eat Big Macs, feed off of fast food restaurants, and doesn't give a fuck about what anybody thinks, has admitted that he would prostitute if it meant that he was going to get views and attention and get famous. That it's all about money. It's all about being famous. It's all about showing your ass and being seen. It doesn't, nothing embarrasses him. Nothing bothers him because he's willing to be the class clown or whatever it takes to get attention. And he's always been honest about that. There's no loyalty. He doesn't care if he misrepresents atheism or if he embarrasses Christians or people of religious faith. He doesn't care if he embarrasses other atheists. As long as he gets what he wants, he's happy. He's fine. And most of the time, that's usually the two things that are most important to him is fame, fortune. That's it. And he's just abhorrently honest about that being his desire is where other atheists pretend it's for a good or pure reason. Oh, looks like I got a message from somebody. We'll have to check that out later. I got to be honest with you. It really, really confuses me whenever I'm doing live shows or doing videos or I'm having a conversation with an atheist who says that they care about the world, that they want to do the right thing, that they want to help animals and people and all this kind of stuff. I mean, the first thing I got to ask myself was, where is this bullshit coming from? This person doesn't believe in God. This person doesn't believe in an actual right or wrong. This person doesn't have any moral backbone whatsoever or foundation to be building all these lies upon. According to them, there's no reason to do right or wrong, right and wrong, good and evil. It doesn't even exist. And that's exactly the way the amazing atheist feels about Shep. He's very nihilistic. He's admitted several times, not only is he nihilistic, but he has even publicly said over and over that he's a sociopath. He's all about himself. So you can't get that from some non-believers out there. There is a rare group of atheists out there that actually claim to care. 
I've even ran into atheists who say they care about abortion, that they don't think that the killing of children is right. That there's atheists out there who will work their ass off to try to take care of their family and be there for their friends. They believe in loyalty and honor and all that shit. But why? That's one thing that I've always liked about the amazing atheist and the millions of people who have followed him. They have shown repeatedly that nothing matters to them except for themselves. And I'd rather be dealing with someone who is just straight up telling you exactly lays his cards right out on the table or her lays their cards out on the table. There's no trickery, no bullshit. This is just who they are. Instead of all this other jumble crap or incoherent nonsense that you hear from a very small, minimal amount of atheists out there who claim to give a shit. You see what I mean? It's helpful. When you're out in public or you're doing things and stuff, you want to know right away, especially when you're working with other people, you want to know what their dreams and aspirations are. You don't want someone who puts one face for video and then one face in real life. According to anybody that's ever known this guy, they say he's the same way in reality that he is on video. He's an asshole straight down the line and doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks about it. But a lot of other people out there are on all sides of the aisle they try to pretend and they try to act and they try to say, hey, I give a shit. I love people. I, I want the best for the planet and all this. Not this guy. He tells you right off the bat that if you died tomorrow, it wouldn't be worth the shit to him. He wouldn't even lose a minute of sleep if your existence were completely wiped out. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that might be uncomfortable, but at least he's telling you how he truly feels. At least you know what you're getting with this guy. He's not going to, you know, candy coat shit and sugar coat stuff. And I think that's one of the reasons why in the beginning when he and I first started talking, it was one of the reasons why I was so attracted to what he was talking about. Why it was that I actually respected him because I knew this was a guy that wasn't going to give me a bunch of bullshit. Now, that's not to say that he didn't a couple times pull the wool over people's eyes. It's not to say that he hasn't ever lied in order to be able to get his gains. But usually, whenever he's not pulling that shit, I'd say 90% of the time he's pretty straightforward. You're all stupid. He doesn't care. And if you have issue, here is tissue. So... I mean, I find that interesting. I find that fascinating. I actually find it a positive. It's actually refreshing when you're talking to someone and they tell you right off the bat, I just don't give a shit. There's nothing that you can say, nothing that you can do. Nothing matters to me, period. I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get me to where I want to be. I'm going to do whatever it takes in order to get my thrills, fulfill my desires and ambition, as opposed to someone who feeds you a bunch of nonsense and never comes through on whatever they're saying. So whenever he tells you he wants something or he needs something, he fully plans on going through with it. I've heard a lot of atheists say that he's lazy. 
that he's a absolutely lazy son of a gun who won't move a finger in order to do anything. That's true if it means that he's supposed to do something for another person or you've asked him for something. He's not going to give it his best. But if he feels in his heart that what he's going for is important enough and it's going to benefit him 100%, my goodness, people, he is extraordinary and phenomenal. He will do whatever it takes, even if it meant stepping on the bones of his friends. This is a guy that whenever he gets focused and in concentration, it doesn't matter who gets hurt in the process, he's going to take what he believes is his. Not a lot of people can say they have that much honesty about them, that much girth, that much backbone to do whatever it takes to succeed at whatever you're going for. And that's probably why it is that he is so popular. That's probably why it is all the little girls and little boys watch him and find him to be interesting. Because when he says he's going to get something that he truly wants, he does it. And if he doesn't get what he wants, then, well, ladies and gentlemen, that had to have been someone else's fault. Someone else should be held accountable. It wasn't his problem. Just ask him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the video. God bless. I'll see you at Friday, 7 p.m. Central.